Well, good morning, church. It is so good to be with you today. Hope you are doing well. If you're streaming into our service for the first time, uh, so good for you to join us as well. If you don't know who I am, my name is Dan, and I'm with you today just to share a few thoughts from from the Bible. And um, yeah, we believe as followers of Jesus that God is speaking, God is living, God is active, and um, we believe that He is working in our lives in in this time, even when we're stuck in our homes, and um, we are expectant in what He is going to do um, through 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 in us in us and through us this year and um, yeah we keep on following him and uh, yeah so it's just so good uh, to be together as we come around his word this morning. For those that know me uh, really well you know that I am really competitive. I do not like losing at all and if I'm in any kind of game usually like usually be a sport either football or tennis I would just be in the mindset of I am not losing. I'm just not losing. I've got to win. And it doesn't matter how far behind I am in the game. I I am going to win. That is my mindset. It's always been like that. I'm just so competitive. And I remember one time as I was growing up, I, I was part of a tennis club. And every week, every weekend, we would have tennis matches against other clubs around the area. And there was this one particular game that I remember. I was playing rubbish. I was useless. I was hitting the ball in the net. The ball was going out so many times. I was getting frustrated. And I I lost the first set. The guy was just crushing me like six games to three. And I was so far behind in the second set. I was a few games away. He only needed one more game to win the match. And um, it was in that moment when I thought, Dan, if you don't sort your game out right now, you are actually going to lose. You are actually going to lose right now, and you don't want that to happen. And um, and so my mind shifted a little bit. My, the way I played the game, I was like, all right, just don't make any mistakes. Don't go for the big time. You're not Roger Federer. You know, just keep the ball in play. Let your opponent make mistakes. And I, that's that's all I did. Just kept the ball in play. And um, I, somehow I ended up getting back into the game and I won that second set to make it level. And I won the decider set. And um, it was just my mind shifted. And I was a bit, I am a bit naughty when when it comes to games as well, because I try and get into my opponent's head a little bit as well, wind them up, you know, if they make a double fault, just shout, come on, you know, try and get into their head. I know it's a bit naughty, but you've got to do what you've got to do to win a game. And um, and so, yeah, I just, I just don't like losing at all. I've got to be in that competitive mindset. Pastor Andy, he's already given me the big time thinking he can have a game. So we'll keep you updated on how, on how that goes. Um, but I didn't win every match. I know it's hard to believe. Um, I do lose at times. We all do. We all go through life having moments of defeat, of loss and failure. Uh, but what I want you to hear this morning is that right now in this season, as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, even when we go through times of loss and defeat in this world, we can still choose to live a life of victory. Because victory is not found in a tennis match. It's not found in getting a promotion or a particular qualification. It's not about having or getting. It's, it's all really found in the person of Jesus. And we are called to live a life where he can be seen in us. This is my message 
for you today. However you are feeling, whatever you are going through, we can live a life of victory. We may not feel victorious this morning, but I want you to hear that this is who we are. As believers, as followers of Christ, we are victorious because of his word, because of the work of Jesus, because of a love like no other. We are victorious because we do have a living hope. In Romans 8, the Apostle Paul reveals some wonderful truths about who we are as believers of Jesus. He begins the passage by saying that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. This means that we are innocent. There, there is no guilty verdict to be found in what, in what we have done. It begins showing God's abounding love and grace. Paul closes Romans 8 saying that there is no separation there is nothing that will be able to separate us from the love of God. It closes with the very nature of who God is. He is love. And in the centre of Romans 8, in the heart of the passage, we hear that there is no defeat. Paul talks about a future glory. He says that we have a God who is for us. We are more than conquerors because of the one who loved us. Know these truths as followers of Jesus today. We are not condemned. We are not separated from his love. And we are certainly not defeated. And I just want to try and encourage and challenge us today on how we can live a life of victory as we look at a few key verses from this passage in Romans 8. First thing I want to say to you this morning, if we are to live a life of victory, we need to live in harmony with the Spirit of God. We need to live in harmony with the Spirit of God. Romans 8 verse 5, it says this. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their mindset on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. See, without God, our lives lead to loss, defeat and destruction. But with God, our lives will lead to life, joy peace and glory. Paul makes this clear that there are two paths to choose. We can choose that path of going our own way, the path to be controlled by our own sinful nature of this world. And then it's the other path who, for those who follow after the Spirit of God. All of us would be stuck on one path if it wasn't for Jesus coming into this world. Jesus came to offer us a way out so that we can still have a relationship with him, so that we can have harmony with the Spirit of God. And it's our yes to Jesus which leads to a life of, life of peace as we decide to trust him, as we decide to follow him, as we decide to keep in step with his Spirit. Paul goes on to say in verse 6, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. We need to live in harmony with the Spirit by keeping in step with the Spirit. See, our way is not the best way, even when we feel like it is at times. It can be so easy for us to step into the wrong direction, to step into, into the patterns of this world. But we can live a life of victory by submitting to live in harmony with God's way. Keep in step 
with his spirit. God's way is the best way. God's plans are far greater. God's purposes bring powerful transformation. And we will see that as we trust him with all our heart, as we keep in step with his spirit, as we live for him by living out the fruits of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is what the spirit of God desires. And it is good. This is good. This is a winning spirit. This is living a life of victory. Be more like Christ. He is with you. He is in you. He is your ultimate companion, companion, helper and friend. Paul goes on in Romans, in Romans 12 in the passage, challenging us and encouraging us to not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, we begin to be in harmony with the spirit when we turn away from what the world offers and we choose to turn towards the very presence of God. Victory is found in his presence. Don't rely on the world. Rely on your relationship with God. It is in his word. It is through his voice. It is inviting him in our daily life. It is in the stillness of life where our mind begins to be renewed of his goodness and his love. And this is all through his spirit, all through the Holy Spirit. We live a life of victory as we decide to live in harmony with the Holy Spirit. This is how we can live a life of victory. Secondly, I want to say is that we can live in confidence of the saving work of Jesus if we are to live a life of victory. In Romans 8, 31, Paul says these amazing words. If God is for us, who can be against us? We are able to live in harmony with the Holy Spirit all because of the work of Jesus. We are able to live a life of victory because of the saving work of Jesus. That is, that is what it is all about. It is all about Christ. He is the one who came to earth for each and every one of us. It is God who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. This is how much God is for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God is for you. You can be confident of this today. He loves you. He is for you. And it is all evidently shown through the act of Jesus going to the cross. I wonder how you would have viewed the cross as Jesus was about to be put to death. Understandably, it looked like a place of loss, a place of brokenness and defeat. I wonder how many things we have seen which we thought would lead to it being all over, where actually it was part of God's plan and purpose. I wonder if we are living in it right now. I wonder if God is shifting the world, shifting our culture, shifting us as the church for a greater plan and purpose that we do not yet see. See, Peter, a close friend and follower of Jesus, was unaware that the cross was a place of victory. He even tried to say, Jesus, this shall never happen to you, Lord. It cannot happen to you, God. He wasn't confident that this is what Jesus should do. 
But Jesus said these strong words, we see it in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, 23. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. The mind of the things of God are far greater than we even imagine. Know this truth and promise today when it looks like it is all over, when it looks like you are down and out, when it looks like you are defeated. Whatever the enemy may may take for evil, God will take it and will turn it for good because he is a God who is for us. See, three days later, after Jesus was put to death, his body was not in the tomb. That was, that was evidence. There was, no, there was no body. Jesus' body was not there. Peter ran to the tomb, finding strips of linen lying there. I wonder if he knew in this very moment that a great victory was won. Jesus had died, but death was not the end. Jesus was raised to life. He was physically seen. He appeared to many before he ascended to heaven. See, we can live a life of victory because Jesus was and is victorious. Death had no hold of him. And this is really good news. This is really good news which needs sharing. Jesus said the words, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. See, we live a life of victory by sharing the good news of Jesus. We live a life of victory by letting people know that there is a God who is for us. We live a life of victory by sharing about the risen Saviour. We live a life of victory by declaring the goodness of God. Let's not shy away from declaring Jesus. As Pastor Andy shared as he closed his message last week, let's all shine for him. We are not called to be quiet. We are called to be that beacon of light, hope and joy. This was the mission of the Apostle Paul, for people to hear the saving work of Jesus. He never stopped, even when he was held back, being put in prison, suffering, shipwrecked. He continued the mission. Around the year of 270 AD, a young priest was executed in Rome, clubbed to death by Roman soldiers on the instructions of the emperor, nicknamed Claudius the Cruel. This emperor was involved in so many unnecessary wars because he just couldn't stop himself from picking fights. And he began to run out of, of soldiers. And he made the decision to cancel all engagements and marriages in Rome because he thought soldiers were not signing up for the army because they were married. Hearts were broken as couples found that they could no longer tie the knot until a Christian priest stepped up and started marrying couples in secret. This self-sacrifice and commitment to love is legendary, legendary not only to Rome, but to the whole world. The name of the priest, of course, was Valentine. And the gospel has our own Valentine story. His name is Jesus. People need to hear that they don't need to live a life of loss, defeat, despair and brokenness. They can live a life of victory. They can receive Jesus right now. Right now in the middle of a pandemic, right now in the middle of a crisis, people can be transformed by hearing the gospel of love. Living confidence of the saving work of Christ by sharing the good news 
of Jesus. That is how we can live a life of victory. Finally, let me close with this. We can live a life of victory as we live in anticipation of the glory to come. In the passage of Romans 8, verse 18, Paul says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. We can live, a, we can live in victory as we decide to live in expectancy for what is to come. We may not know what the future look, looks like, but we do know who holds the future. And we do know it's going to be wonderful and it's going to be perfect. We can see that through Paul's perspective, our present sufferings are not even worth holding up to the glory that will be revealed in us. Paul was a man who understood pain very deeply. We see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, hunger, he was thirsty, danger, imprisonment and torture. Paul went through pain so, so brutally and yet his suffering cannot compare to the glory that will be revealed at some future time. Paul was living in victory even when his life looked like torture. He had that eternal perspective. He had a living hope. He knew what was to come. He believed and engaged in the promises of God. He lived in expectancy of the glory of the Lord. We today can live a life of victory by having that eternal perspective. We can live a life of victory because we have a living hope. We can live a life of victory by having faith in the final outcome. We can have enjoyment and peace because we know what the final outcome of our story will be. We have a living hope. And we can live a life of victory as we live in anticipation of that glory to come. Because of Jesus, we have that gift of eternity with him. Today, you can have that winning mindset. You are not a failure. You don't need to live a life of defeat. If you feel like you are behind, like I was in that tennis match, feeling frustrated, you can turn it around as you decide to live in harmony with the Spirit of God as you decide to live in confidence of the saving work of Christ, as you decide to live in anticipation of the glory to come. If you are hearing about Jesus for the first time today, you might be just streaming into our service, just exploring what this is all about. Know this as followers of Jesus, there is no condemnation. There is no separation from his love. And there is certainly no defeat. You can live a life of victory as you choose Jesus. May God bless you and keep you in this time.